The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Build healthy back-to-school meals with sustainable natural foods from your co-op. Whether your students are eating at school or at home, you can find nutritious food they will love at Lakewinds. We have a great selection of organic cereals, yogurts, and locally made Gastola granola for a quick grab-and-go breakfast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and feeling filling... I'm Stephanie Hansen, and filling your lunch plate with fresh organic produce like cucumbers and grapes is easier than ever, and pretty soon local apples will be in season. One of my favorite quick at-home lunches is sliced apples, rotisserie chicken, red onion, and celery with a yogurt mayo dressing for a quick chicken salad that you can serve on a croissant, on a baguette, or on a bed of local greens from Superior Fresh that are grown in Hickston, Wisconsin. At Lakewinds, there's a wide selection of crackers for nearly every diet and taste. They have the buttery classic crackers from late July that are always popular and for a gluten-free for a gluten-free option try simple mills almond flour crackers with a dollop of freshly made hummus from the deli crackers are quick snacks for lunch and my husband's favorite lunch is a handful of almonds and a few grass-fed beef snack sticks from Thousand Hills Cattle Farm everything you need for all your remote workers and students can be found at the Lakewinds Deli Lakewinds Food Co-op is in Minnetonka Chanhassen and Richfield with delivery from Instacart find out more at lakewinds.com Dish on my talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March and I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. Happy Saturday. I love spending time with you. I was so, so excited to get to hang out. And then you asked about next weekend too, but my due date's Thursday, so I thought maybe I shouldn't commit <laughs> to next Saturday, but I thought this one would be safe. I and I literally texted you yesterday <laughs> saying, just checking. Still pregnant? Are you still pregnant? And can you still hang out? And I was like, yes, yes, I can. I love it. But you, and plus, I think having, because, you know, obviously you're calling in from your house, which is wonderful. Yes. Like that makes a lot easier and helpful and everything it else. It is. So. It's nice. I mean, we, I've had a work from home set up with my talk for long before the pandemic. Yeah. For like eight years. That's so it amazing. always works out well. Although I miss seeing you. I, I, I always love coming into the studio and spending Saturday mornings with you because we chat during the commercial breaks. But um, mm. it's second best to get to talk food with you all fall morning. I know, it's so good. Hey, listen, we have two people who've been hanging on from the Ask Stephanie portion, so we want to get to those guys. We have Lynn. Lynn is on the line. Lynn is, what's going on? Hi there. Uh, I have a patio garden, and I have an overabundance of lavender and rosemary, Ooh. and I need some ideas of what to do with those two herbs. Oh, that's and so I'll, fun. Yeah. I want to tell Elizabeth congrats on her upcoming little baby. Oh, you're so sweet, Lynn. Thank you so much. You're in a good position, sister, because you've got herbs to dry and herbs to use. Yes. Steph, so the first thing for me is, I mean, I would just dry them up. So hang them upside down, tie a little twine on the bottom, cut cut them, and then try not to do them in huge bunches because it's easier to have them have like multiple smaller bunches. And then they dry out a little bit faster and more mm-hmm. evenly versus getting moisture stuck in the center. Yeah. So just hang okay. them from, even if you have like, like I'm going to use my old, I have a clothing rack in the basement in the laundry room. And I'm just going to hang all my herbs upside down from that, tie it with twine. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. How do you know that they're like dry enough to actually like store or put away? Well, you you'll be able to feel it because they'll be kind of crispy. You know, you'll be okay. able to like kind of yeah. crunch them and and feel it and if they have moisture in them just leave them just keep leaving them up 
Um, and then the lavender, you know, lavender is kind of tricky because you can make recipes with it. But I just think it's wonderful to like make little sachets yeah. out of it and um, tuck it into little drawers. And yeah. you can buy little linen bags on Amazon or, or at the craft store or whatever, wherever and just like tuck them into your drawers and you'll be so happy. And you can use them as gift tags. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think those are great if you want to infuse some like oils, some skin, you know, some like yeah. moisturizing oils um, and just like steep the lavender in there. That always makes a nice little, I think, a gift, too, to somebody. And then for rosemary, I mean, just add it with sage and thyme to yeah. everything that you're making. Oh, God, like yeah. every soup, just chop up a ton of it. I mean, rosemary okay. and potatoes are like lovers. They love each other. Yes. And I mean, just even like I love to do where I just boil up a bunch of red potatoes, then let them cool, keep them in the fridge and then slice them up, fry them up in some bacon fat and then um, add the rosemary like kind of towards the end. Yeah. And eat that for breakfast, lunch or dinner. And you will feel like you're winning at life. Yeah. I knew you guys would help me. <laughs> I love our gardens. I love people who start gardens on patios, like little tiny gardens, and it just makes my heart oh, a flutter. It's the everything. Yeah. Hey, we have Patty also on the line. Hey, Patty. Are you there? Yeah, hi. Um, well, first of all, Elizabeth, I watch you every day and love your show. Thank and you. I just wish you the best with your baby coming. Thank up. you. Me too. I'm hoping for the best too. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, my question is, where can I get a good bowl of French onion soup? And is there anywhere I could get it curbside? Oh, that's oh, a good question. I have Steph. to tell you that I'm, I have to tell you, I'm very sad that the best French onion soup for me was at Belcour Bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, they did just reopen today in the Cooks of Crocus Hill in North Loop, but I don't know if they have that French onion soup yet. Um, I've always loved the one at Salute, too. Honestly, oh, that's yeah, you're right and about that. I think they're doing curbside. I have to check that. Um, but that is that is a tough one because it is such a good fall thing. Yeah, uh, I think that they are. Yeah, it looks like they are open and doing uh, they do bite squad, too. They do delivery. Oh, so Louis. Yeah. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. What no? I what was that? I I'm not familiar with it. The last one. The salute is, is they have one in St. Paul on Grand Avenue, and they have one in Edina on 50th and France, and it's called okay. Salute Bar Americaine, and it's a parasoli restaurant, and they always have. I mean, like literally, their French onion soup is just really topped with the good cheesiness and all the stuff. Yeah, and get bread. Yeah. Oh, great! Thanks a lot. Y- you're uh, welcome. Thank you. Okay. Such good ones. Yeah. Bye bye. All right, it's time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In Hour Two. All right, give me two. Stephanie, do you have a follow-up for one of yours today? I, I, what do you mean? Wait a minute. Well, I don't know. It says new pan. Oh, yes, I do. And so I'm wondering well, what's I, happening here. I wanted to tell you, let's, I'll just start it. You do it. I'm just going to start with the pan. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you guys all know that I bought the Always Pan. You got and really actually, crazy on Instagram, and he spent a hundred and something dollars on like one hundred and forty-five bucks. Yeah, you guys, I know. And you weren't here, Elizabeth, but last week I did. T- I think it was last week uh, that I did talk about the fact, or two weeks ago, that <laughs> that it wasn't exactly. Um, I don't know if it was worth it. Okay, I I think that I I'm enjoying the pan. Um, I think that it has its uses. I've 
I've definitely used it and been happy with it, but I don't I don't like the fact you can't stick it in the oven. Mm. And I don't like the whole thing with the spatula hanging off the handle thing. That's not my bag. Okay. And so that's a big piece that I know lots of people love and I'm not against that. It's just that I have my own favorite tools and I'm going to use them when I need them. Fair. Um, and then the other thing was that I did actually, I've burned <laughs> a few things that have stuck to the pan. Oh, shoot, dog. And so, like, my oil didn't go into the right area, and I cracked my egg in, and I was frying my egg, and it was just taking a while, and it just, it just, it just burned. And so I was like, so I think, I don't know if I've done something bad to the ceramic on the Always Pan or not. Um, I still think it's pretty, and I still think it has its uses, and I'm not mad at it. But I did buy a new pan, you guys. I bought one. It came yesterday for much less dollars. Let me put it that way. Under 100 bucks. In fact, I think it was like 65, which I am, again, is more than I would pay for a purse, but not for a pan. You know what I mean? Like I have. Oh, please. I mean, actually, I probably would pay that for a purse. You would pay that for a purse. And you don't have to justify that. A pan gives you life. I know. Um, and now, of course, I can't remember what, what the pan is called oh, that gosh. I bought. My God, you guys, seriously. Um, but I, what I have to tell you is that this one is made with carbon steel with a ceramic coating. So this one, and I will, I'm, I'm going to put a post up that compares them both because I'm going to do some cooking when I get home. But it basically is able to go into the oven at four, up to 450. Okay. So that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Right? I think that sounds good. I know. So that's, I'm telling you that I'm, I'm going to do a comparison post on both. I think it's, I, I will find the name of it, but that's basically, I have a new pan for you is what I'm telling you. I'm pumped. I'm pumped Okay, about what's it. your first one? Okay, first thing that I just think that um, I get obsessed with around this time of year, and I think that you should be eating it nonstop is delicata squash. Oh. It is the greatest squash. It is far superior to any squash. Yeah. Here's my case, okay? Make it's your case. because they're small, and you don't have to peel the skin off of them, and there's not a ton of guts on the inside. Now, I, you know, my chickens love when I eat squash because then I give them the squash seeds and the guts. Yes. But um, delicata squash, they're, they're like, um, sort of oblong yes. shaped. Um, they're like, relatively small. <laughs> I know <laughs> they're sort of like a large bratwurst. Yeah. Um, and they are like a yellow and yellow or whitish and green stripe. Yeah. They have those little long stripes. That's they it. almost, in my mind, they look like a weird, like one of those drums from like those conga drums from the eighties. I think sometimes people think that they're decorative yeah. and that they don't eat them, but you definitely, definitely eat, them. eat these. You slice them lengthwise. You cut out the little bit of the guts and then horizontally slice them into half moons. Yes. You can roast them in the oven or you can pan roast them. I do both. And I love to get the poivre de cuisine, Ooh. which is a pepper blend from Lori Kroll at golden fig. Yes. Yes. It tastes like, it belongs with delicata squash to me. And I just do olive oil and then just that pepper and salt and then add salt. Um, she has a salt version, but I make it too salty when I use the salt version because I love the flavor so much. Yes. So I have switched to the pepper version and then I add my own salt. And it is the best squash treat. Oof. I mean, it's good just on its own as a side dish. You can put it in like a bowl. You could put it with wild rice. You could put it with... Whatever. So don't sleep on the delicata squash. That should be your go-to. Um, I'm with you on this, and I'm going to tell you that like, I'm actually at my uh, my sister witch's burning party tonight. I'm going to bury <laughs> some stuff in the ashes, and I was just thinking I was going to do an acorn squash and cut it in half and then yeah. throw a bunch of cheesy goodness in there. That's and then, great, And though. then c- close it up and then wrap it in foil and stick it in the fire ash, yeah. which I might still do. You can eat a lot of squash skin. Yeah. Um, an acorn you can too. It's a little thicker, but yeah. if you if you're like a person who doesn't love that texture, 
get the delicata because it's so thin. Yeah. But you, I mean, it's just, it like melts into the flesh of the squash. It really is one of those undersung squashes, I think. Thank the delicata. You, Stephanie Marsh. Yeah, I know. It really Go on is. a campaign. I know it's a new campaign. Delicata squash for president. Okay. okay what else? I'm in. <laughs> that sounds like a great option for me. Uh, okay. So here's my second one is this cute little thing. This is, oh, and we have to like, we have to go. Okay. So we'll do this quickly. My second one is Lake City sandwiches. And I guess, you know what? I think I will talk about them at the end of the show because it's a new sandwich pop up from the Nightingale kids. But go ahead and give us your last one North Star apple cider donuts. Boom. I tried them. They're delicious. Find their truck and eat them. Oh, they're the ones that are out at the Arboretum. Great. See, perfect. And get the frozen cider slushy business. Oh. It's totally worth it, even though you think it might be weird. It's not. It's amazing. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk more about what we're cooking. We'll be right <laughs> back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I know you're wondering, who is Common Ground, Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you. It's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the, your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because, of course, we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website, commongroundminnesota.com, and it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for, really. Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, and of course on Facebook at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. I love this song. This is like the I'm fact, so this is you. my favorite Madonna album so randomly. I know, I love it. I love Ray of Light. It's, Where has that been for the, we need it, we need. We need the Ray of Light. We need a Ray of Light. We do, 100%. Oh my God. <laughs> You guys, it's Steph March. I'm with Elizabeth Reese today. And this is my favorite thing to do with Elizabeth Reese. Just talk about what we're cooking. Because <laughs> we're always cooking something. I've got 18 things going right now. And I'm making, I'm creating a grocery order during the breaks. Like, honestly, I kind of think that maybe we should switch this so that I get to be in my kitchen when we're doing this show, yes! too. Because... I would absolutely have started so much stuff today. I know. I've got um, sourdough going, and I've been doing stretch and folds on the half hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> running that, downstairs. That is unbelievable. Yeah, sourdough is still my life, Stephanie March. So is it ever, do you think that this is now? I think it's just kind of part of my rhythm. I know. I feel like this is your new, this is just it. Yeah, like, and what happens is once you just get in the groove of just feeding your starter and kind of knowing it and getting to know it, People who love sourdough are so right when they say that it's an experience thing, that you just have to take the time to get comfortable with it and yeah. understand it. And they're so right. So I've had a sourdough starting starter going since the beginning of the pandemic because right. I actually ordered a little powder kit before um, this all happened. And then was like, oh, well, this is perfect timing. Yeah. But it took me a while to really get a handle on it. And now... I have baking sourdough bread totally into my groove, like my regular groove once or twice a week. Yeah. And then um, right now, too, also, Steph, I have sourdough cinnamon rolls <gasps> uh, doing their second rise what? in the kitchen right now. And this recipe is from um, Amanda Pa at Heartbeat Kitchen, which yes. is her blog, and she's my sourdough guru. I'm Find just a guru into it. And then just make really good friends with them on Instagram. and. Yep. Just try not to bug them too much so that I you annoy them. To totally become their best friends. It's no That's big what deal. I've done to Amanda, <laughs> to which I apologize to her. Anyway, 
her blog and instructions are really helpful. And I'm a visual learner. She does a lot of videos. Yeah. And the videos help me, too, to understand what should this dough look like? What does it look like when it's proofed or when it's overproofed? And she's helped me. I mean, I've literally watched her videos multiple times. Yeah. Um, she's a pro. She's a total pro. And so I've got these sourdough cinnamon rolls um, just rising away. And then I'm going to bake them. And that's going to be our afternoon treat today at the Rhymer's household. So, um, and what is fun for me about it that I love is I'm just, I I love the idea of eating something fermented all the time and getting that into my kids. It's so good for your gut health. It's, I mean, this is like the way that we were really meant to eat bread and a lot of other things fermentation is so good for us it is so there's it's just kind of fun because it's a nice way to really get to eat things that i totally love like bread and feel um like it's doing something good for my body yeah instead of super processed right and it's like i know that people get i know that there was a lot of people who were like well you know, I'm like carb afraid in a way because they yeah. knew that they were like stuck at home and they felt like they were just going to carb up and that's why they weren't going to start baking. And my whole point is like, this is not the same. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. And if you use heritage flowers and if you like take the moment, if you're going to expand yourself to become a bread baker, you kind of owe it to yourself to like really think about what that all means and like, what are your ingredients and how are you using them? It's so, so true. And it's so different. It's so different than anything that you think you're going to experience yeah. that. I think that that's why people have stuck with it too. And the process of getting better at it just feels good that you're not going to be great at it right away, that Mm-mm. it's something really fun. So um, sourdough, get in on it. It's fabulous. You're into it. You're mm-hmm. still, are you, are now, are you making actual loaves or yeah. are you like, yeah. are you still doing that? Yeah. Okay. I've got one rising right now. Thank oh, you yeah. for asking. I had to stretch and fold. <laughs> There's a lot of stretching. There's a lot of folding. I can't stretch and fold my body very well, so right. I just stretch and fold. The no, bread. I think that it's 100% projection. <laughs> that is where we're at. It's all projection. I wanted to share one fun recipe that we tried on Twin Cities Live this week too, Steph. That yeah. is just like so easy, breezy, and great. So Alice Soyford is our cooking star on Twin Cities Live. She yes. has a great blog called Dining with Alice. Oh yeah. She did this recipe that had the crew fighting over the leftovers. I kid you not. Oh. And um, it was this pizza pull-apart bread. Oof. And it's so good and easy. And it's it, you use, like, store-bought biscuit dough. Yeah. And then you just wrap cheese and pepper, wrap it in cheese and pepperoni, and then it stack it together in these little balls, and then add this little Parmesan-y <gasps> coating. Steph, you would love this. Oh, I'm for, looking at her blog on yes, it, and what? For your little party tonight. Yeah. You would love it because it's... And then you just dip it in marinara. And I have to tell you... It was the texture of like the Parmesan on top was totally reminiscent of old school Pizza Hut breadsticks that oh. you would get when you would actually go to the restaurant, which oh I have God. very fond memories of I as a kid. Those. Yes. And um, I mean, Steve was like, I could eat this entire pan. The crew was like placing dibs. I want to. I mean, it was really hilarious because we actually our producer made some for us to try, even though Alice was Skyping in from her home. Oh, right. And <gasps> I just think this is one of those recipes that you will You'll love to have to like watch football or whatever. Right. It's just fun. It's and it's delicious. It's like it's like a cheesy pizza roll. One hundred percent. But Steph. like and I don't love pizza rolls because like they that that oily fried yes. thing bugs yes. me. Like you can eat two of them and then you're like, Well now all These I taste are is pillowy and Oof. fluffy can and I yum. Tell you that she is the source of my roast beef, you know, game day sandwiches that yes. she makes. Yeah. With like I know she does them on Hawaiian rolls, I do them on the little brioche things. Yep. And those I make, the, I mean, I make those more often and that's just because I watched her make them one time on your show and yeah. I was like, I'm done. That's I'm done. it. It's I'm going to do this. 
Yeah. It's, She's it's just so really simple. great at that stuff. Simple, easy, really fun. So I recommend you making that. Okay, and it's just and it's just flaky biscuit dough. Done. Okay. Like three things, Stephanie. I know. It's so awesome. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to totally do that. And then I'm just going to sit and eat them. I'm, I don't have anybody to cook for anymore. I swear no, to God. Just eat by yourself. It is all fine. Um, okay, so let's talk about soup because basically we started talking about it and we were kind of talking that I think that this is like, boom, we just landed as soon as it dipped below 50 yeah, at yeah. all. Yep. Actually, below 60. We fell into it. I was in. I mean, I was 100% in, and I'm only thinking about what soups I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. So I started with potato soup, which is just, you know, my very common potato leek soup, which is like the basics for everything in my mind. You know what I mean? Because all it is is like, and that's the soup that I basically learned how to build soup, yeah. which is like, you know, browning your vegetables, you know, kind of getting them the, the garlic and onion translucent and then throwing your herbs in and then throwing your veg and your stock and letting that simmer and then adding the cream on top of that if you need to later. Yep. And that to me was like, okay, I can do this, right? Right. And so, and I will tell you guys that my potato leek soup recipe is over on um, what to cook for when, but I can link to it again if you want me to. Because I do want you to, please do. Yeah, there's always people are like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's there. It's the it's so good, but. For you, what is your soup that you're craving right now? Well, the go-tos that I always do is I do a chicken wild rice soup. Yeah. Um, I can send you that link too. It's it is the recipe is posted on my Instagram. Okay, you just have to scroll down a I'll little bit it. on sure. at Eliz Reese. You'll find it. Um, and what I love about the wild rice soup that I do, and you know, you have to kind of determine what kind of a wild rice soup person are you. Are you like super super thick? Or are you really, really brothy? Mm-hmm. I'm an in-between. Oh. So if you feel like the super thick is overwhelming and then the brothy is unsatisfying, yeah. which is how I feel. Yep, me too. This is very much in-between. Um, I do a little bit of a roux in it. Yeah. So it thickens up with a little bit of flour yep. and butter. But then I also hit it with some heavy cream too. Oof. Um, and so to me, chicken wild rice is all it, the things. It is, it's a soup that I think a lot of people are afraid to attempt. For some reason, they're not very, they they know how to buy it, but they don't know how to, like, wild rice, I find people are a little bit more worried about. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, but I want you to know we are going to continue to talk about what we are cooking, and we're going to continue with soup, because I have a couple questions that I want to see what you're feeling about. Good. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. My Talk 107.1. All right. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Elizabeth Reese and I are talking about the things that we are cooking. Yes, and it feels great. <laughs> I am like, this is really a favorite part of my existence is just talking about food that you're cooking with your friends. I know. Honestly. It's great. And we're all home a lot more and we're doing a lot more cooking. Yeah. So um, it's, it's just time to get it going. So I wanted to ask, we were, we were talking about soups, and I wanted to ask if you do a squash soup or a pumpkin soup or anything like that. Ever. Yes, I love, I do um, a roasted butternut squash soup, and I do pretty simple squash soups where I just do a puree, and it's just You just roast easy. it and puree it. Roast it, and then add chicken stock, add a little cream, make sure you've got a lot of herbs in there, and then just puree the heck out of it. Yeah, that's the easiest, greatest stuff. Yeah, it's really right. easy, and that's, you know, that that kind of like easy pureed soup to me yeah. is so comforting, and you can do the same thing with like a cauliflower soup that you would add potatoes to, too. Yeah. And just... The key is, I think, to have a high-powered blender so you can get that, like, really silky restaurant feeling. And don't sting on the olive oil. And can I tell you that I think that you can... 
if you really, I know that if you don't have a, uh, uh, what is it, the Vitamix and yeah. all that and all those good ones, that if you have a really good stick blender, an for immersion sure. blender, yeah. you can achieve the same. It takes a little bit more work. Yep. But for me, I am not a human who wants to pour her hot soup into a, into a, like a tall carafe blender. I know. Ever. I never do it. I have never done it. Yeah. I did it. No, I did it once and I ne- will never do it again. <laughs> I do it and I kind of just have a system. Yep. Where I just ladle it in there and do it in batches and do it. But uh, but at the same time, there are a lot of times when I... My immersion blender is one of the most used tools in my it kitchen. Is, and it mine was, too. Mine was like 30 bucks and I probably got it 10 years ago. Yeah. I have I have basically the Vitamix of immersion blenders. Oh, see, like, I have this huge commercial grade stick blender with a super long cord so I can plug it in anywhere and get to my stove. And then I... And I mean, honestly, this thing has three speeds and it's, it's amazing. That's but, probably why I put it in the actual blender because yeah. I don't get the smooth results from my immersion blender. And I think that's what I was going to say is like, and I do, let's be clear. I would rather have a great Vitamix for many reasons, you know, those things, but yeah. this was just where you know, I think I got this as a gift from, um, from a, as like a kitchen gift from someone and it just changed everything for me. So. Yeah. Well, and I've had my Vitamix for a dozen years and I just had it repaired because I broke it Oh God! and they fixed it for free. Oh, they did. Yes. And it was, it's insane. I mean, when you think about like price per use and yes, it, at the time it was a $500 blender. Yeah. I mean, it's not a joke no. of how much that is, but Stephanie, 12 years. Think of how many blenders I could have gone through. So, uh, all of like them. Like six. All yeah. of them, because I, that's literally my problem. Is yes. that I don't even I don't even use a blender anymore because I I'm so I keep buying the wrong ones because yeah, no. I haven't ponied up. Just pony up. I know. I pony, need to up. pony up. Stop buying these p- weird. Maybe pans I should stop buying pans buy online. Maybe I should stop. Well, actually, now that I've said this in the presence of my phone, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a Vitamix <laughs> ad. So there we are. Yeah, and just fall for it. Do it. Can buy we it. talk a little bit about? Because you have a thing about crispy sage, and I, I have to it. tell you that I ignore sage every other month of the year, mm-hmm. other than September and October. And that's fine. That's yeah. okay. You can totally do that. Fried sage leaves are so wonderful, and I put them on so many different things. Yeah. Um, there's a pasta recipe that I linked up that um, I created, gosh, a few few years ago, and it's just like one of my family's favorite things. Yeah. It is literally, these are the ingredients. Breakfast, bulk b- breakfast sausage. Yeah. Roasted butternut squash, pasta, mm. and cream. I mean, and Parmesan. <sighs> this is it. It is so good. And then I fry sage leaves up, leaves up to put on top. And so if you've got a ton of sage in the garden or maybe you, you know, you want to give it away or whatever, if you just take some butter, yeah. like a tablespoon of butter, yeah, put it in a small skillet and then melt it and get it over like medium heat and then just put a bunch of sage leaves in there and then just kind of flip them a little bit. They will get crispy and delicious and they are so heavenly. Even if you do like store-bought butternut squash ravioli from the refrigerator section and then just pour that what turns into like a browned butter and sage on top of it and then like a shower of Parmesan, you will feel so fall feelings it is it's unbelievable what it does think about i eat ham and butter sandwiches all year all year long but then but then suddenly in september i start putting sage in there i chop up a bunch of sage and i i i do it in the butter and so that it's like a compound butter kind of thing but then sometimes i layer on those velvety leaves and i just eat ham butter and sage you guys with a healthy healthy amount of salt i love it 
And it's just something about sage. And the weird part is I oversaged my kids, you guys. I had, there was a problem. I was making gnocchi a lot and I was doing things and I oversaged them. And there was a point where they're like, can you just back off on the sage? And I think now they don't want it anywhere on my stuff. You ruined them. I did. You ruined them. I oversaged them. I think even just, um, you know, thinking about like those sage leaves on like stuffing a chicken, if you're going to roast a chicken with just a bunch of sage. Or I love the idea of your compound butter and then putting that in between the chicken skin and the chicken meat and then just doing a really simple roasted chicken with sage. Um, But those fried sage leaves I'll put on top of a risotto. I make a bacon and butternut squash risotto that I love. And I put fried sage leaves on top of that, um, putting it on top of soups. Any kind of pasta that you can just kind of sprinkle those fried sage leaves on top. Yeah. It's delicious. Okay, so I have a couple of GF uh, witches coming over tonight. So what I think I'm going to do, now that I'm looking at your pasta, I'm looking at your orchetti thing, mm-hmm. and I can't do the orchetti, but what I think I'm going to do instead is just amp it. Do like, I'm almost going to do like a squash casserole that For I sure. can bury in the ashes in my in my Lake Crusade. Um is a taking is like cube up on butternut squash and put the sausage in there or maybe some of the pulled pork that I have left. Yeah. And then throw in a little bit of the cream and throw in the sage and mix that around with a bunch of cheese and just let that cook into, you know, like almost like a big kind of yummy thing. I honestly think you could even do rice in there too. Well, with that's a, bunch a good of idea. Stock, I should do rice. And You're it right. would turn into like a sausage rice squash casserole yeah i should make a rice version that's really good that's That's a a great idea that is a great idea i know i'm always i'm definitely i definitely i definitely go for the pasta first but i have many friends who do not so i always feel like i have to kind of bob and weave and that's a great idea it's a really it is a good thing and thinking of things um i mean squash pork and sage i know the three of them want to be friends they want to hang out at the bar together with you yep um, and the other thing I've been doing is doing dumplings. Jake and I have been making so many dumplings because yes. we figured out how to do that. And now we stand and eat dumplings. Like from, I like take them from the steamer, the bamboo basket steamer, and we like put them in our faces while I put more in. You well, know yeah, what I mean? You can't sit down to eat those. You no. have to just be standing. You have to stand by the steamer pot and that's <laughs> fine with us. And then we have like the TV on and the like way over there and we're all just, we just, this is our favorite thing now. What but, kind of things are you putting in the dumplings? So the thing is, I was going to say is I have not done uh, pumpkin or any sort of squash in there. I'm, I always do pork mm-hmm. and I usually do like a lemongrass and mushroom and I do like, oh. you know, I marinate the pork stuff in like in uh, cider vinegar or rice vinegar yeah. first and now I'm thinking, what if I did it in like cider vinegar and I did, I cut up instead of mushrooms, I did a little bit of the pumpkin in there Great, and then threw some of sage in there as well. Yes. Oh yes. I love that idea. That's like a, it's like a dumpling version of kind of like a little ravioli. I know. That's, Uh, I mean, they're kind of the same thing. I mean, they really are. When it comes down to it. Honestly, it's like. I know. Are we, am good. I over my time here? I think no. I, no, I'm not. Okay. I thought I was. I got scared. No, you don't have to be scared. Hey, listen, someone sent us a question and they want to know, should I do, what should I do to preserve my basil? I hang my rosemary, like you said. Yeah. Also, do I hang my thyme? Uh, yeah, you can do that with your thyme too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great thing to, I mean, it, you know, what was so funny to me, and this is like the dumb things that I think, guys. I, the other day I was like, oh, I'm out of dried oregano. I need to buy some. And then I was like, you stupid lady. You have a garden full of oregano. Dry it and put it in the same jar. What is wrong with you? I mean, it is sort of funny how you think of those things. Um, But yeah, and then with basil, you can definitely do dried basil too. I don't love it as much. I I think the best thing to do with basil is to... um, 
make, like Stephanie mentioned, a compound butter. Yep. So you can make a compound butter and you can freeze compound butters just yep. totally fine. So mm-hmm. you just do the chop up the basil, mix it in with a, some room temp butter, form it into a log in, you know, plastic wrap or whatever, and then um, just freeze it. The other thing you can do is you can always freeze it in ice cube trays with olive oil. Yeah. So just pile in a bunch of chopped basil into each ice cube thing, top with olive oil freeze it and then pop them out. If you have silicone ice cube trays, I think it works even easier. Yeah. And then just store them in a big um, Ziploc. And then like anytime you're just even, I don't know, doing like some broccoli. That's a really good idea. Like steam some broccoli and then pop one of those cubes on the top of it when it comes out of the steamer. Yeah. Salt and pepper it, serve it up. That's a really great Mm -hmm. idea. I don't know why I've not done that. And I've had like basil sometimes like, and some of my friends are like, oh my God, I have so much basil. You should take it. I'm like, no, I've got too much pesto already. Right. But like taking it away from the pesto piece Mm -hmm. and just giving it its own space. Because then essentially, Steph, if you wanted to like turn that into a pesto. Yeah. You could. You still could. You still could. You could take that, those olive oil cubes, pop them in um, your food processor with some pine nuts and some Parmesan and some garlic. And there, that is pesto. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. the The dried basil. I don't know. Do you guys ever buy dried basil at the I, store? It's just I, you not know what? that great. I bought it once, and I had a jar of it forever, which is obviously meaning I wasn't using it. It just doesn't. The freshness that comes from that the side of basil. That's what you identify with it. That's what you want from it. It just doesn't appear in I the. I think dried it's stuff. like the harder herbs tend to dry yeah. better. So like oregano, thyme, yeah. um, rosemary, sage. I mean, dry all of those things, and you can also have fun. Once you've dried all of them, making some of your own seasoning blends. Right. And that's a really good holiday gift idea, too. Yeah. Of making your own kind of Italian seasoning or whatever. We did. Um, yeah. My time in the pot is like basically like I, I when I was doing my potato soup, I always throw time in there. And I told Jake to go out to the pot and get some. And he's like, it's pretty crisp. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, is it time? Is it time for the time? It's time for the time. It's time for the time. It's good. All right, you guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back and wrap up the show for you. No, it can't be done already. I know. I know. It's just insane, but that's the deal. So (laughs) we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. everybody thanks for joining us today on weekly dish it's been a great ride with elizabeth reese as our co-host today i'm loving it thanks for having me steph it's been wonderful and we all of course are just really crossing our fingers that you get to have a baby soon i think (laughs) that would be really great i would like that to happen soon too. that it does not carry on to you know 15 days overdue with my first and five with my second so i'm kind of used to this deal but i'll be on twin cities live this week um through friday and then i'm calling it and then you're calling it (laughs) i'm calling it and I'm just going to be um, just waiting for baby. Is so. there anything that you were craving weirdly during your pregnancy to Not eat? Not too many weird things. I mean, I always like love, um, you know, carbs when yeah. I'm pregnant. Because I think anytime you, your tummy feels a little off, you just always want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really craving like ramen this weekend. Oh. So, and I just, it's funny because the summer is the time of so much abundance. And it's also probably the time of year that I cook the least. Mm-hmm. I It's just so hot. So... Um, when fall starts, I just get so excited to get into the kitchen and just be baking and cooking and everything nonstop. I literally was thinking the other night that I like all summer long, I've just been like snacking during lunchtime, you know, and then making dinner, but barely making dinner, like doing a lot of grilled things and then having some salads and things like that. I just haven't been that hungry this summer. And I think it's just the stress and the work and all this stuff. But I literally have this week just started eating. Completely eating. I, I mean, totally. Obviously, my body is like, oh, so now we're gonna pad up. Like, here we go. 
And fully, it's all about the potatoes. My weekly dishers know this, that like I basically jacket my body with potatoes. It's always potatoes. The way it goes. Um, but one of the things I do love and that I kind of miss, and then I go into like this whole obsession and I dip in and dip out of it, is sandwiches. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you were saying that your daughter doesn't necessarily appreciate a good sandwich yet. No, because she doesn't want like tomato and lettuce right. and tons of mustard and pickles on it. All the things, and right, that make a sandwich. Her hands are too small it's, to have it the appropriate size that it needs to be to get everything in it. Oh, that's true and her mouth can't open as big as it needs to. (laughs) God, I love it. So I wanted to tell you guys about a place that has just launched Lake City Sandwiches. And this is, you know, Carrie McCabe Johnson, who runs the Chef at Nightingale. And, and, you know, she's, they have McCormick's, the bar, as part of their collection. They have that. They're so cute. They they launched a sandwich pop-up shop from their restaurant. Cool. And basically they are, uh, they are doing, um, I'm not going to pull it up. But they're but it's what the deal is is open they're gonna be open for it uh, every day of the week and you order your sandwich online and they're making focaccia every single day yes you know yes and they're making focaccia every single day and they're topping it with all the good things they've got a great like BLT sounding thing they've got um, and they're gonna deliver if you live in the area they will deliver that's fantastic I know or you can pop up and you can go grab it because for me I actually. You know, the, nobody delivers out to me. So, no, you no. know, I can't do anything about that. I know, but sometimes they don't even to me, too. I, mean, I know. So anyway, this is, so it's called Lake City. I'm going to put the link up. I can't find it right now. Yeah, I got to look for it. Yeah, Lake City Sandwiches. And um, because I, here's the deal. I love a good sandwich. And I feel like I make my own. But then the hardest part is that I make the things I want to have on it. And then I kind of... And then I want a different one, but I still have all the stuff. The problem is that a sandwich and a salad are going to both fall under the same category, which is always better when someone else makes it for yeah, you. And, totally. and you can make an amazing salad and, and enjoy it, but it would be better if somebody else handed it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm 100% um, with you. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. I, I always feel like, I always feel like I want to be inspired by other people's sandwiches mm-hmm. and I'm often disappointed. Yeah. Because I feel like people kind of like if they're like, oh, well, here's the turkey one. And and I and I will say that there's a shop. I know that uh, Dipped in Debris is a great sandwich shop in Northeast. Oh, cool. And that one has been really great. Um, I've had good ones there. But there's a couple things there that I'm like, eh. I mean, yeah. you know, like, fine. I want it to be more. I think I might have to open a sandwich shop when I'm going to retire. I think that's a great idea. Maybe. And when I am craving a sandwich to like really hit the spot, I always just go to Cecil's Deli in Highland Park in St. Paul and I get the Sasha sandwich, yes. which is pastrami and cheese and they're um they call it a bird sauce, which is a mixture of mustard and mayo and then a fried egg on top of it and then they serve it on their caraway rye bread, which they make the best caraway bre- rye bread that you can buy. Right. And they toast it up. And it's the only place that I like crinkle cut fries because I just kind of hate them everywhere else except for at Cecil's. And um, it's so heavenly. And then I am literally full for the entire day, Steph. Like I eat it and it's just that day is done. So Cecil's Deli in Highland Park in St. Paul. And you can eat in there too, you know, depending on what you're comfortable with. But uh, Jay and I just went for lunch a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, And I also love the sandwiches at Douay in St. Paul. And you mentioned focaccia, which made me think of them because they have wonderful focaccia bread that they do their their sandwiches on. And they have a super cute little takeout window that you just go up to. They're the same folks that own Italian Eatery. Yeah. And every time I've been to either Italian Eatery or Douay, they must do something in terms of their hiring process that only allows them to hire the nicest people on the planet because they're so nice 
in both of those restaurants. Yes. So I love to support that too. And they have a really good um, little takeaway menu of things that you can then bring home to just kind of amp up your own um, um, life. They have uh, what I love about uh, the, I have to tell you that you can buy uh, compound butter to go at like a little tube of compound lemon butter from Douay. Oh, cool. I know. So, and cause they have a little deli area and you can also buy, here's a secret and it may be on the magazine. MSP Mag, um, you can buy their olive oil. They have oh. a they have a specific olive oil that they get they like contract get in bulk from these guys in Italy, and it is they you can buy these little bottles of it. They will fill a bottle for you and sell it to you. Oh my gosh! You can also buy wine from there and get like a really good takeout situation too. Yes, um, and they're right on Fairview in St. Paul, and that's just a really nice place to pick up. I think food. so. I think so. Cute. We are so learning how well people can do takeout, yeah, and um, and where you can get the best takeout. And I think um, restaurants are curating their menu to understand what is best for takeout. And I I also think that that's a real positive because, you know, not everybody can go and sit in a restaurant for a myriad of reasons. Some of us have tiny people who terrorize us and will not allow us to sit in a restaurant. That much. <laughs> they are fully against. I the have sitting to say, you know, I, I did. Um, Steph, take the kids. We went to Longfellow Grill. The other night, um, you know, which is, of course, one of the Blue Plate restaurants, and um, that's the one that's closest to us. And so we've been going there. I mean, that's like our kids' first restaurant. They love it so much. And our, we realized our children hadn't been in a restaurant since before the pandemic hit, since that's, March. I think a lot of people are saying that. And we had them wear their masks in, and then we sat at the table, and they are social distanced, and they're like, and they're doing contact tracing just in case if anybody came. I mean, they're super, I felt very good about it, and you, you have to make your own choice for you. That being said, my children were bouncing in their seats because they were so excited to be in a restaurant. <sighs> and, you know, we live in the city. They're restaurant kids. I mean, yeah. we we go to restaurants. We take them. That's like our activity. Some people take their kids to parks. I take them to restaurants. No, hello. Let's take them to restaurants. <laughs> That's how we do. That is how we do. Yeah. Um, I did find Lake City Sandwiches, you guys, and I put it online. They are lakecitysandwiches.com, and you get them. You either order them online, and they'll come to you, or you pick them up at Nightingale. So just oh, great. So you know, I did put that on the Facebooks. Hey, also, you know, actually speaking about takeout and restaurants, like you were saying, I did put a question on the Facebook today because I kind of wanted to see, are you guys, you know, what are you guys feeling about eating outside as long as possible? Will you go indoors when the patios close? I was looking at the responses that you posted. Yeah. Some really thoughtful things. And I think that there's, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really curious. And, and if you guys haven't answered, please go and answer you know, and let us know your thoughts because I'm really trying to get an understanding. I love using our dishes as a good sample of the cross section of the cities. Um, and I would really, and even if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow or whatever, go ahead back in and, and give us your feelings because I'm trying to really understand. I think that most of us will eat outside as long as possible with heaters or whatever we can get. And then I think if they go, people seem to say if they'll go inside, it's because people are doing things responsibly. Mm -hmm. Which so. I'm finding everywhere I go, they really are. Yeah. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there, guys. Hang Seriously. There. Six months. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Steph. You're the best. I love hanging out with you guys. Thanks for all the kind words from our callers, too. So good. Baby on the way. There you go. Congratulations. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar 
or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.